Are you ready? Welcome to the Think Millions podcast, a channel where you get an unfiltered, raw, and authentic conversation about the challenges of being an entrepreneur and tips and tricks on how you can scale your business to the next level. If you are looking to scale your business, then you're in the right place. Introducing our host, Alexa Diagostino. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Think Millions podcast, a podcast where we have real entrepreneurs coming to you every single week, teaching you how to scale your business to millions. Today, we're going to talk about partners and whether or not a partner will sink or help you swim. And today, I have a special guest and a good friend of mine, Mike Searock, who is the co-founder of the innovative tech platform, Blueprinted, the powerhouse behind the What Are You Made Of podcast and best-selling author of Rocket Fuel, Convert Setbacks, Become Unstoppable. He is a performance coach, an author, a dynamic public speaker, a tech visionary, and a thought leader. And Yahoo Finance actually made him one of the top business leaders to follow in 2020. So he is a powerhouse, and I am so excited to talk with him today more about partnerships. Should you do it or not? I know a lot of you have asked me this question, and a lot of you are wondering that. What is up, C-Rock? What's happening, Alexa? Excellent. Great to be here, man. Thank you very much. Gratitude always expressed at the beginning of interviews for me. I'm just really honored to be, you know, have the opportunity to share my story and share with people. So thank you very much. No, I'm excited to chat today. Today, we're actually going to talk about, do you need a business partner? I get this question as a coach so many times where my students are like, oh, so-and-so wants to partner with me. I had a student yesterday who was like, oh, Alexa, this person wants to bring me into their program. I'm like, well, you're an entrepreneur. Work for yourself. Why are you continuing to downgrade yourself and going to work for someone else? Like, work for yourself if you want to like have a joint venture that's different. And so, brings us to the point of should you have a business partner? I know I, as an eight figure entrepreneur, have struggled with this quite often. And to me, it's one of the most important questions you can ask yourself if you should have a partner, because it could either sink you or it could float you, right? You know, I know that, you know, the phrase, Mike, it's, you know, when the tide rises, all ship rises, but sometimes it's not the case if you have somebody on your ship that's literally poking a hole and water's funneling in, right? Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, alignment's everything like, like that's the key and communication. I think it can work. I think it can work, but I I really think communication and alignment uh, with core values and work ethic are very important and the vision. And if they're not at any point, it needs to be addressed sooner than later and confronted in a non-emotional way. And I think it should be thought about too when you're writing when writing the partnership agreement up in the first place, right? I think I think clarity and 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 commun- communication are so key. Hundred percent. And I think you know, there's a couple. It's not whether or not you should have a business partner. It's you have to make sure you're picking the right business partner. I know for me, some of the mistakes I made. And at the end of the day, we always talk about how how you react sometimes in business and the decisions you make always have to do with childhood. And for me, growing up, I always kind of felt a little bit like my sister had more attention from my dad than me. And I always wanted attention. I always want to feel part of it. I always wanted to like be a team and like go my, my dad coached my sister's soccer team. And so I always would just go, go and like sit on the sidelines because I just wanted to feel a part of it. I didn't feel a part of it. So sometimes when I make decisions as a business owner, it's kind of the same thing. Like I want to just be a part of something. I want to be with people because yeah. I grew up. <laughs> 
almost my sister was five years older. So by the time I got older than she was in college, I was basically like a solo kid, you know, and I always just wanted to be a part of a team. And, and so I, I make decisions now sometimes more because I want to be a part of something. And if I really like somebody's personality and I like being around them, sometimes I make decisions on who I partner with because of that, not because they're the right person for the business. Yeah. You know, the other thing I was thinking about with that is convenience. Sometimes we hire or partner with people out of convenience rather than doing the right steps towards that, the right checks, looking into, you know, the, uh, the strengths and weaknesses, the, like I said, the alignment, I think it's key. And I definitely have that same thing. Like I want to be a part of, I want to, I want to have people winning together. Uh, I don't like losing, but sometimes you lose a little bit. By the way, life is a game. Like we, we have to be willing to play a game. And when you play a game, you do not win all the time or it's not a game. No, no game is fun if you just win all the time. It's it gets kind of it's just not a game. So when you lose, it's how you lose, how quick you can recover and start a new game again. For me, it just depends on times. You know, I'm going through something right now with the, like some friends of mine that I grew up with since I was 10 years old, and I was so damn proud to have a successful business with them. And we're in the mortgage space in this one business, and and that vehicle is that vehicle is struggling right now. I mean, it, it's like no, like the harder you work, it seems like like it's. It doesn't doesn't work because rates are going through the roof, and you know there's only so much out there. And so, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, it's just like I, I'm going through a situation right now, just being transparent with everybody and vulnerable. Like I'm trying to work through feelings, and I, I'm a tough guy, right? See, <laughs> but like I, I feel like a, a like a sadness has come over me a little bit. I'm just trying to honor the feeling and not deny it, and really kind of work through it and experience the human the human experience, right? Because <laughs> I mean, it is emotional you know? though. Rock, like it, like when you deal with people that you care about and I went through the same situation, I, I, I would say the last 24 months I've gone through a lot in terms of business partners, because I got so excited when I went back into business in 2019, that I almost went the complete opposite way of feeling so lonely for so many years that I went into like 10 different partnerships and not all of them were were good partnerships for multiple different reasons. One, maybe there was a lack of communication. Two, both parties weren't 100% in, right? That It could have been one or the other or both. There were partnerships where I wasn't 100% in because I was busy and really caring about something else. And there was other partnerships where they weren't 100% in. And if you have this expectation of your partner to put the same amount of work as you do and they don't, there's going to be this internal frustration, whether you like it or not. And that that's what happened to me in several partnerships where I had these expectations. I'm giving you a piece of my company. I expect you to do this. And even as much as I would say it, it just wasn't happening and it didn't work. So for me, lessons learned are you have to make sure you get the right person with the right skill set. Like a personal relationship is one piece of it. That is important. But there's all these other things. But then you brought up another point, C-Rock. Sometimes a relationship could work in the beginning, but then fizzle out over time. You know, I think I, I'm wondering if if communication is as effective when it's somebody you know and you've known for a long time, because you don't want to hurt that person's feelings. Maybe because you you know it's there's some dynamic there that could cause communication not to be as good. But then on the other hand, it could be good. With I, I just don't know, man. I'm working through this right now. I think that if for us in this biz, this particular business, I have several things going on, thank God. But with this one thing, it's if the market stayed where it was and it was not as steep of an incline in rates all at once like it was, we, we would be able to work it out. But it's just, we tried to ride this as long as we could and it's just not working out the way it is. Now, I do know this, that 
what we're doing to rectify the situation is going to work out for everybody and we're all going to win together and we're still going to support each other. And I would never let this have, you know, come into, to, you know, affect a relationship unless somebody does something unethically, you know, if that, that's a, that's a killer for the relationship anyway. Right. So, but if everybody goes their way, everybody supports each other, lifts each other up, it's the way I roll anyway, then I wouldn't let it affect the relationship. And that's going to be on the other, on other people to, to honor the same, but should you have partners? Yes, there's definitely times you need to have partners for sure because you can't do everything yourself. And I believe that if you get people in alignment, you can you can become more unstoppable with partners. Yeah, I mean, I have three rules of any employee, but especially business partners. The first is trust. I've got to be able to trust you. And as soon as you ba- break that trust, I'm Cuban. So like, as soon as you <laughs> break it, it's really hard to get back yep. on my trust side, right? Yep. Second yep. is loyalty. To me, that is one of the most important things in anything, but especially partnership. And the third is attitude. I need somebody who's positive. I can't have somebody that's dragging me down. And part of that attitude is not just positivity, but it is work ethic too. Like I need somebody who works as hard as I do. I'm going 24 seven. Like think about like Howie, the, Howie and I are kind of almost like oil and vinegar, but the reason why we work so well is because we both have the same attitude. We're like, go, 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 let's go. And we're on the same speed. And yep, we're both yep. willing to come to the table and say, hey, I didn't like this, blah, blah, blah. Let's work through it. And so we communicate, but that's why we're good business partners. And then you have our other business partner, Mark, who is so laid back, but also like a drill sergeant. And he and I have a good relationship. And he, and the three of us work so well together because we're on the same mission. We communicate when things aren't going the way that we want. And we're at the same speed. If the, one of us weren't at the same speed, it wouldn't work. It just wouldn't work. Yeah. So I think you can be held back by partners like that. You know, Absolutely. I want to take full responsibility for everything in my life. You know, I think to, to, degree I, to the degree I take responsibility, I have control and I aim for that, but I'm not perfect. And I don't think anybody can be perfect with that because there are things that are going to be out of your control in life. I mean, it's just the way it is. But I don't want to ever be in a situation where I blame, find myself in a victim situation. I'm the one that controls things. I'm the one who made decisions to be in positions. I'm very hard on myself. And so... You know, and uh, I know you are too. You, you, you definitely can relate to that. Like, you know, it's something somebody else's duty, and you gave them that task, and they didn't do it. You're, you're, you're hard on them, but you're hard on yourself too, because you know that you're, you're the one that needs to get the job done at the end of the day, right? Yeah, I mean, I look at it, you. You hit a really important point, and you brought this up the other day on Clubhouse with me too. It, it is a responsibility of both parties. If it didn't work, it takes two to tango, and so I absolutely look at. The mistakes I made as a CEO, one, giving people too much responsibility they weren't ready for. That was my fault. I brought them in and gave them a big role that they probably just were not ready. They didn't have the skill set. They didn't have the experience, but I thought I could train them. And unfortunately, they weren't trainable, right? If somebody's right. not coachable and if if you're not willing to listen... And so my fault was not my fault there was not understanding the person enough to understand where they were and their skill set and their attitude to want to learn. And I should have done a deeper dive in that before going ahead and giving them a big chunk of my company. But sometimes I kind of leave with my heart. That's the convenience factor too, though, right? It's like sometimes it's like a convenient just to give them that role. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know the answer to that. I really like sometimes I feel... And we have all this stuff going on that like, 
where do I dedicate time for that? Like, is it really that important? And it is actually, but sometimes when you're in the middle of other things, you're like, no, 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 let's just, just get that person to roll. Let's go. Let's just, we'll figure it out as we go. I think a lot of people do that. I don't think that's a wrong thing sometimes too. I think sometimes it works out. I think there's times where you could do everything you possibly could have done the right way. And sometimes you're just in the wrong vehicle. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it's a really sensitive thing. It's, and again, you could, I mean, look at you and your partner, right? You, how long have you been partners for? Yeah, there's actually four of us, and we've been doing this since 2012-ish, 13-ish. So look we've at that. That's 10 years. We so yeah. at one point, it sounds like the relationship worked from a business perspective, and then something changed. Partnerships are a constant work. It's Just because it works in 2012 doesn't mean it's going to work in 2022. Well, because of the external factors, right? Like The economy is totally different now. And the housing market is totally different. And, and so we could get by with a lot of things when things were rolling. But when things get tight, the, the model sometimes doesn't work. Just the, It's just the model's broke. It's not, by the way, it's not necessarily the relationship. It could be the model doesn't work. You know, like if you're going on a vacation and usually you have a car just to get around town in, but you decide to go on vacation and on vacation, you got to bring five suitcases with you. That vehicle doesn't work for that anymore, for that circumstance. And I think that's the case. What I'm dealing with, and I think everybody's been through this before, is like just the emotion of it, you know? And I'm like, I, I might be acting like a little soft right now. <laughs> but I love okay. that. I love but, the vulnerability because yeah, that's yeah. that's awesome. Because it shows you're a real human. You care. You have feelings. And that's who I would want to be business partners with. I want to be business partners with somebody that can look in the mirror and say, hey, I fucked up here. And then B, here's what I'm going to change. And C, I have feelings about this. I've had mentors before that say keep emotions out of business except to celebrate, and I think you do keep. It I don't out agree of with that. I, I think to a, to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, like like you keep it out, like handle it outside. But when we're talking business, let's just keep the emotions out of the decisions. Yeah, so I don't know, man. It's it's, it's fun times right now. It's going to be cool to watch this, and then like you know, three six months from now, look back and be like, oh man, what the heck was the matter with you? You know, that's what's, that's what happens all the time. What's your advice for people, right? So they're listening to this or hearing how we both have had failed partnerships, which isn't, you know, and, and I call mine failed. I don't know if you call yours failed, but but I every single partnership I walked away and learned something. So let's give let's give the listeners some tips on what what can you do to vet partnerships? Should you have partnerships? And if you should, you know, what are some of the tips that you have, Mike? First of all, we think things last forever a lot of times, right? Sometimes it could be just that partnership was designed to get you to a particular point in your life too, right? So you have to look at all those things. So in the beginning, I think is like, what's what's the mission? You got to be really clear on what, what you're trying to accomplish so that you can lay it out and make sure everybody wants that thing, right? Because if they're not, somebody wants X and you want Y, it's not going to work. You're going to be pulled in different directions. So clarity, first of all, and then and then a commitment, a decision from each other to commit to that vision is, is imperative. And then you got to be checking yourself pretty much every day. To me, I think you should check with your, your partners every day. Check in with them. How are you doing? What's going on? Are we still on mission? Are we still on target? You know. And I think when communication falters, then people start to separate. And when people start to separate and the communication and the check-in and assessments don't, don't happen often, imagination starts to run wild and people start to get things in their head that shouldn't be there that aren't real. They're not reality. And then they start wondering about what's that person doing today? If they're not in the same office, for example. What's that person doing? I wonder if they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And then they get off of their track of their focus of what they're supposed to be doing. Because the imagination, so checking in often communication needs to happen. And I think anytime there's an issue is confrontation. Like it's not, confrontation is not a bad thing. Confrontation is, hey, let's confront the problem here. And I think people a lot of times delay that and it gets inflamed. Then when it hits ahead, 
then there's a lot of emotions involved. So I think confrontation needs to happen more often than not. Just also love everybody, man. Like no matter what, understand people like don't always make the right decisions and you're not going to make the right decision. So why would you expect everybody else to make the right decision? And just love everybody unconditionally, no matter what. And I think that in the past businesses that I've had, I didn't do that. I would get really pissed off. I'll show you. I can't believe that you're doing this. And 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 then that hurt me in the end. It really like held me back. Right. So I think that's all it's self-awareness. And and that's important. I want to go back to conflict too and just talk about that because to me, conflict does two things. It either moves your relationship 10 steps forward or it makes you realize that it's just not fixable. And so to me, conflict is really important because if you don't have conflict, then things start building up. And what I have found in my relationships, there's been times where I've had like six months, 12 months, years of a perfect relationship, but really it wasn't perfect. We just weren't talking about the conflicts. And then I have other relationships where conflict happens like every week, but we have a great relationship because we just talk about it. We're like, dude, what the hell? And so I have found that conflict is great because it, it allows you to realize, okay, this either can really help our relationship and move it forward, or it makes me realize like, hey, this isn't going to work. One other thing I'll add to this, I learned about this ARC triangle and the ARC triangle talks about affinity, reality, and communication. And so anytime you raise affinity, reality, or communication, the other two rise as well. Anytime you fall in those, they, they all get hurt, right? So communication leads to a liking of someone, no matter what happens, as long as you communicate with that person, you're going to like them more than you would if you didn't communicate. And you also get into more of an agreement, which is a reality. Reality and agreement are synonymous. And so if you want to get like into a situation where you guys are off the same page and you have conflict and all this, then you don't communicate and don't get any agreement because you won't have any reality with each other. And that's what you see a lot of times on Clubhouse when everybody's arguing and it's not, they just don't have any agreement or reality with each other. And if you'll notice, if people stay in there and they communicate about a topic and they stay in there and stick it out instead of running, bouncing off the stage or blowing up all of a sudden, They'll come into some agreement and they'll say, yeah, I, I listen, I love you to death, man, but I just don't agree with you or I respect you. You'll hear that word, those phrases a lot. And that's the affinity coming out because of the communication. And if they continue that, the reality will come together where both people have the same kind of reality that's going on. So I learned about this triangle. So communication it always starts with that communication, though. Absolutely. And at the when you summarize everything, it all comes back to communication. And it's a two-way street. And sometimes we're so quick to blame others for our problems when we don't look in the mirror and say, hey, I'm not communicating well. I, I, there's some, there's something here. It's like, I look at it like uh, my wife, <laughs> she and I were like kind of getting a little tiffs and, and mostly it's because we haven't slept in three months because our daughter just says she's, we put her in daycare and she's just been sick nonstop. Like every yeah. three days she's sick yeah. and not sleeping and like, it's a disaster. So we're both cranky and we're both so busy with work. And so we've been like, just kind of bickering a lot more the last three months than we normally do. And so I kept getting like angry at her. So finally she said, Alexa, I, I want to hear you, but I don't think you realize that you sometimes don't communicate to me and you, you don't communicate, Hey, I'm sick. I can't do X. You just want me to assume I understand you can't yeah. do X. Yeah. And then I sat there, I'm like, she's actually right. But then in my head, I'm like, well, I'm in bed all day and that never happens. So she should automatically know that I'm in bed and I'm sick, you know? Right, right, right. And there was just literally a huge lack of communication. That's it. Blows up, man. It, 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 uh, it really is like gasoline to any kind of conflict when you don't communicate clearly and effectively. 
and also not try to worry about being right all the time. Like I, I my relationships, I, I really, you know, I was talking to my wife and she's like, why don't you tell so-and-so that this, this, and I'm like, it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't need to be right. I just want to continue on from here to make the best possible outcome possible, the, the optimal solution. And, and by trying to prove something to someone or make them see my way or something, it doesn't, it doesn't affect things. So uh, I think, you know, being more concerned with success than being right and trying to prove a point goes a long way as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, C-Rock, any last tips for the listeners before we hang up here? Yeah. I mean, thing is when you're going through hell, Winston Churchill says, keep going. I don't think that's good enough. That's why I have the hat on. It says thrust is a must. Hmm. When you're going through hell, you're going through tough times, take everything that's coming your way, store it in your tank, convert it into rocket fuel and make sure you're thrusting through there. Don't just sit and stew in it. And uh, that's what I'll leave them with. Awesome. Well, thank you, everybody. And for everybody listening, if you haven't already hit that subscription button on whatever you listen to. And also, we would appreciate a five-star review if you like this and share it on all your social. If you want more, you can go to thinkmillions.com. Thank you, everybody, and see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Think Millions Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.